Hello and welcome to the as-of-yet untitled uh, podcast, if you will. Unofficially titled The Dead Obamas. Yes, we were just talking before we uh, began recording about one of our favorite punk bands, which is of course The Dead Kennedys, very classic. And that was sort of an edgy name to pick, obviously, in 1978, given that um, Bobby Kennedy had just been assassinated 11 years prior. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I made a relation to uh, um, neolibs masturbating to the Obama presidency and constantly asking Daddy Obama to come back and spank them some more. So, so that'd be like that'd be like someone like a group uh, coming up with a band name called like the Zombamas or the Dead Obamas or something. And so that, that of course inspired us to search and see if someone had been ballsy enough to try that at some point in time. And Todd will now inform you as if that is true or not. Well, I did decide to Google it, and as it turns out, I was able to find on MySpace.com the Dead Obamas. And I found their songs. It says they have six tracks, but in fact I only see three. It's the same three repeated twice. The first one is Le Poison Qui Rend Fou, which means the poison which renders fire. Okay. The second song is called Munich, and the third song is called Menschenfresser, which is some German word, people something, people eater, I don't fucking know. So they're probably European or some pretentious Americans that want to be French or German or European or some shit. Yes, and the real bummer here is that I'm trying to, like, play the tracks and none of them have jack shit. And, uh, I don't know if this is a consequence of that infamous MySpace hack that they had go on where they, uh, you know, supposedly... I don't know, was there a result of the, uh... Oh, to interrupt myself again, it says here they are in fr in France. In France. Talant, okay. France. I, I, I heard, uh, I heard, I think I remember hearing something about MySpace dumping a lot of its, uh, a lot of the music here recently. Anything from before 2015 or something, I heard that they lost because they so were dumb shit. So pretty shits. much all of their fucking music, basically. Like, who still has a, who still has a music MySpace profile from after 20 i'm surprised someone made a myspace music profile named the dead obamas like who was still using myspace in fucking 2008 or i mean whenever they made that probably could have been afterwards because he yeah you know i just really wished i could uh hear what their various uh you know would be hits sounded like but unfortunately you know probably would have been a number one hit but myspace had to dump it you never get it back. Um, now, there is another result for the dead Obamas. And that is from a website called Glide Magazine. And this is a webcast update for the dead Obamas. Uh, say, and they have, it looks like they have Obama's uh, hope circle inside what looks like a gr the Grateful Dead skull. Yes, it is in fact um, an Obama circle, like that weird O with like, I guess the American flag stripes are supposed to be like rows of 
you yeah. know, freshly tilled, fertile heartland candy, soil. Yeah, where they grow candy canes, apparently, I guess. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Candy cane <laughs> dirt with a nice, uh, you know, the, they, the circle of the O they, is the sun rising. They oh, fertilize. A new dawn the, in America. Yeah, they fertilize the fields with the blood of Christ, I guess, or whatever the fuck the colors mean. <laughs> and in, like, really hideous Times New Roman text, it says above it, Wave that flag. And then the caption says, Dead heads for Obama 08, fired up and ready to go. So. They, so, they, they, it was a bunch of fucking Grateful Dead fags that fucking decided to, like, make a group called the Dead Obamas. Yes, apparently so. They decided to. But they're pro Obama. Like, oh, it's I don't not know if it's satire. a group. I think it's just a pun on Dead Heads and Obama. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they they seem so. I'm, I'm assuming they're pro Obama then. Deadheads for Obama. Uh, they just they use the name the Dead Obama. I wonder if they, I wonder if they they have to know. They, it has to be some re- correlation or some relation to the dead Kennedys. I mean, they're deadheads, so imagine they probably fucking know about the dead Kennedys. Well, the question really is. Um, what is Glide Magazine getting at? I mean, after all, in order to do a proper Marxist analysis of any piece of fine literature or uh, art in general, the, the key question one must ask is, who is this for? Whom does this benefit? Yeah, I forgot about the Glide Magazine part. So, okay, I for, yeah, I just assumed it was a group that... I, yeah, I forgot. I assumed it was a group that made it. Apparently, Glide Magazine is doing a piece on the deadheads for Obama. And it seems that Glide Magazine is, in fact, for uh, music people, like musicians specifically. It has a lot of, like, interviews or, like, uh, links to interviews with... Uh, when was Pianists this? When was this piece done? When, when did two thousand eight? Two thousand eight. Jesus Christ! So they were right on that then. Yeah, I, I think they were. Uh, let's see what the hell they were referring to. Just, uh, in fact, the article is literally two paragraphs long, so I'll just read it. Oh yeah, he just got elected. Were they like just screaming about how happy are that they don't have Sarah Palin as a vice president? He like, well, he had not gotten elected yet, actually. Oh, okay. In so fact, I don't even know that he had the nomination locked up yet. This is February fourth, two thousand eight. Oh, I see. So Clinton was still likely to win at this time. So here's what Ace Cowboy wrote. Last week, we expounded on Barack Obama's uncanny ability to unite. Well, that that certainly uh, didn't last, did it? <laughs> His uncanny ability to unite. The presidential aspirants bringing together of quasi-estranged Grateful Dead remnants Bob Weir and Phil Lesh for a pre-Super Tuesday rally in San Francisco later today. The events live tonight... And the good folks at iClips will be producing a blah 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 live simulcast. Tune in to find out whether free healthcare means Oxycontin for all, and whether Obama dons the shortest shorts ever before introducing the band. Womp womp womp. And shortest shorts ever just show a creepy looking balding man wearing a long sleeve shirt with the sleeves rolled up, and what are in fact 
the shortest he shorts. He looks ever. like he's pro- he he's probably a Trump supporter now. Is what it, it looks like one of those Obama oh, Trump peak converts. boomer. Yeah. Peak boomer, and he looks kind of like Gary Busey and Marco Rubio mixed into one guy. Little Nick Nolte in there, maybe. Yeah, I'd say more Nick. He's got that like out years of alcohol abuse, but like just right on the cusp of uh, being sober. He does not look happy, and yet he also definitely looks into it. What with those uh, shaved legs and and, uh, and the guy next to him looks like he's definitely a member of a a domestic paramilitary organization right now. Yes, with the. (laughs) Looks like a Castro hat and the beard. Yeah. If Dale Grib- Gribble from uh, King of the Hill had grew facial hair, that's pretty <laughs> much ponytail. this. Yeah, they're pretty much this guy. He's probably wearing one of those wolf shirts of it howling at the moon as well. I can't tell because the picture's shitty, so shitty quality. But now the funny thing is, I actually look at it again, and uh, I notice that the file name up at the top is Bob Weir and Michael JPG. Or JPEG, if you will. So that means that those were, in fact, former Grateful Dead members. Mm, You were mocking cultural icons such as Bob Weir. Fuck the Grateful Dead. You know, now I have to know whether this random guy that I'm sure boomers everywhere are shitting their pants that I don't know about. And maybe. Maybe they should be. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, because Bob Weir joins Old Crow Medicine Show and Edie Brickell at Lockin. Is Old Crow Medicine Show, like, problematic at all? Like, have they proven themselves to be shit? Or is this guy still true to, like, the Grateful Dead? It looks like he has a pretty cool beard, so... I don't know. Now I'm I'm really going down a fucking rabbit hole here, you know? I, like, I don't he, know what he, the fuck I'm doing... But I have to answer these questions for myself and for... On, on another side tangent while you're looking that shit up, I remember it's funny because it seems like the media did ha- did seem to be very friendly toward Obama, even like when Clinton was supposed to be the chosen one again, before she was the t- chosen one again. But, uh, no, because I remember back, like, before... It was probably back in, like, 2006 or 2007. I can't remember exactly, but I... I still had a subscription to Time Magazine because uh, my great-grandma had a subscription to it, and then they just kept sending me them. But I remember there's a Time Magazine that I still have to this day, and it had had a then-Senator, I think it's Senator Obama's picture on the front of it, saying Barack Obama and why he will be our next president. And it's just a picture of him. And I took it. I don't know why, but I remember at the time, I was just like, I'm going to keep this because it seems like he could very well be our next president. Like, it was no, no, nothing based on anything. Like, I wasn't, like, super into politics at the time. I was just a typical, like, Democrat left, you know, very... Quote unquote left. Um, yeah. I, I think what you mean pr- to say is maybe like sock them at the most. Yeah, I was I was I was a democratic so socialist kind of or socialist democrat whatever. Social democrat. Yeah, the, yeah. But even then, that might be generous because it's like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like I remember myself idolizing like the Clintons and shit. As cr- <laughs> yeah, it, I, oh, well, as cringeworthy I, as that is to admit now, see, it literally makes me sick. 
It makes me well, belch just to even we, think about we, it. I mean, I, we all did at one point because Bill Clinton was supposed to. He was well. He we didn't have and we didn't have a we had a surplus. We didn't have debt when he was in office. We didn't know about NAFTA or the crime bill that he signed or all the anti the or the pro like the pro video game violence bullshit correlation after Columbine happened and God knows what else. I mean, what him being a fucking pervert outside of just the Monica Lewinsky scandal probably and now obviously with the Jeffrey Epstein thing out him probably being a pedophile and fucking little girls Dude, as well. Imagine how the world would have reacted if only we could bring all this information in, back 11 years into the past. Like imagine you rock the 2008 election with a fucking photo of that painting of Bill Clinton as a fucking sexy woman in Monica Lewinsky's dress that, Bob, that Epstein had. Bob Dole thinks Bob Dole would be president. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's 1996, but uh, Bob, I don't know. Bob Dole, is he even still alive? If Bob Dole's still alive, I hope he is, I'm, like, I th- Alzheimer's ridden and I thinks think he's president. He, I think he died, like, a, two or three years ago or something. Like, if he's still alive, he's gonna be goddamn near 100. Let's find like, out. I'm kind of curious I bet he's know. dead. By the way, Old Crow Medicine Show... Only thing I could find about them with regards to politics was them speaking out against guns. And although I myself have presently come around to being pro-gun for a variety of reasons we may or may not go into at some point, um, that is at least a strong indicator that they lean progressive. And they he also, the lead singer of the band or something, uh, said something along the lines of like, Oh, here in Nashville or whatever, it's all about uh, God, guns, and country, and we're trying to change that old perception. It's time to grow I, out of that. So yeah. that's a good sign. Well, if we take if the if the left takes back pro gun, then there really it will be nothing for a lot of those fucking like those gun nuts to hold above our heads now. Because that's the whole thing they like. They like they love to throw the left or a bunch of pussies over their heads and a. I've recently, and somebody commented on it, it was a picture and it was some chud that was like showing off his AR-15, of course, and it looked like polished, brand new, never been used, his collapsible stock was pushed in, his dust cover was closed, and it was one of those like begging people to come and stop him from voting for Trump. Which like, literally, I'm sure no one has ever fucking, like someone, yeah, someone's really going to come to your house to stop you from voting, from voting for Trump. But anyway, Anyways, me and a few other people on there criticized his uh, his uh, his his care of his weapon. One guy said something like, "If uh, if your gun was actually locked and loaded, because he used the phrase locked and loaded, then then your magazine spring would be worn out in the." And you wouldn't be able to fire it, you know, waiting for someone to get there. And I think that's that that's a little too uh, being too nitpicky because locked and loaded is just a figure of speech. Like when people say that, they don't literally mean they're going to keep their weapon locked and loaded twenty four seven, waiting for you to like show there. Well, some do. I mean, like yeah, uh, well. Terry um, Tr- James Nichols, the brother of Terry Nichols, he was in that uh, documentary Bowling for Columbine, and uh, he literally slept with a loaded, I think it was like a Colt 45 under his pillow, and he showed it to Mike Martin. It was literally like fucking cocked. Like, 
I bet that motherfucker woke up in the middle of the night all the time and just, yeah. just fucking in, pointed it at nothing. Which, which Oh, by the way. Ma- reminds me, actually, brings another point. It takes a while for magazine springs to get worn out. And what wears them out more than being fully compressed all the time is being compressed and uncompressed. So unloading your magazine and loading your magazine will wear the spring out more than just keeping the magazine fully loaded all the entire time. But my critique was the fact that his this AR-15 that he was all acting like a fucking full-on badass with was like polished, looked like it never been used, his dust covers closed, his fucking stock was pushed all the way in, but he kept it in a case, it looked like it was for like a fucking long rifle or some shit. So it's not like he needed to keep his uh, stock, shoulder stock, pushed all the way in for space-saving purposes. No, it was more like he had never fucking extended that. And unless he's like some fucking midget, because even I don't need a collapsible stock pushed all the way in for it to fit perfectly. Like, I, even I, as a f- guy who's five foot fucking six, will pop the stock out a couple notches for it to fit me. So unless this guy's a literal fucking midget... Like, he has never fucking used this AR-15. That he is threatening to shoot leftists, these leftists, quote-unquote, that are coming to his house, supposedly, to physically stop him from voting for fucking Emperor Trump. Oh, he needs to learn. It's not the leftists who are coming for your guns, my man. Believe you me. The leftists are the ones who, if anything, want to mandate you having a gun. No, it's it's yeah, the it's the radlibs who are true coming for your guns. Is not not yeah, not these fucking neo radlibs, neo libs, and other just libs in general. You know, yeah. or as we like to call them, fucking wishy washy losers. Um, and speaking of wishy washy losers and radlibs, Robert Joseph Dole, born July twenty second, nineteen twenty three is a retired American politician, statesman, and attorney who represented Kansas in the U.S. House of Representatives from 1961 to 1969, blah, 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 So blah, he's blah, still blah. alive. They used is. This motherfucker is. is still alive. I mean... Unless they worded it and then say was, because was, you would say was if he was dead. Well, to quote Bill Clinton, it depends on what the definition of is is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, in fact, I believe that the definition of is is that... He is still alive. Holy fucking shit. How what, what? How old is this fucking flesh suit? 96. No, oh my god. And his wife, Mary Elizabeth Liddy Alexander Hanford Dole. This dribbling flab of skin is fucking still alive somehow. Elizabeth Dole looks like Judge Judy was in a fire and like melted a little bit and then had like her like <laughs> some reconstructive why surgery her, why is her neck like that like it's like like it's <laughs> like it looks like someone badly photoshopped a head onto her like old frail <laughs> body like it's just just to the side a little bit like that yes. or like she's like doing some boy band dance or something like yeah she she literally looks like she's craning her neck at like the weirdest fucking angle. Watch us, watch us just like her. Turns out her like spinal column is fused, and we're being assholes or something. Like she literally can't bend her neck any other way. No, it's okay. She's kind of an asshole. If I recall correctly, she she did some shady shit regarding the Red Cross. 
you know, that sort of thing. She was head of the Red Cross. Well, just for a being long time involved. Yeah, oh, so she was head of the Red Cross. Yes, for like, I was like just being years. involved in the Red Cross implies like. Yeah, the whole thing's fucking corrupt bullshit. But as far as I know, like when she was the head of it, you know, people were like uh, basically on the take, like getting like free fucking BMWs and shit for having these. Uh, oh, so it wasn't even she was denying non Christians aid. No. no, it was she was. Pa- Padding the fucking pockets and wallets of fucking execs while not doing shit for people. Yeah. Oh, but she accepted no salary from the Red Cross during her first year as president of the organization. That's the, Good that for her. Under Wikipedia charity work, that's the first sentence. And the second one is Dole is an honorary board member of the humanitarian organization Wings of Hope. Wings of Hope. Is an aviation nonprofit organization which helps communities worldwide become more self sufficient through improved health, education, economic opportunity, and food security. This sounds good. I mean, I don't really, you know, have the fucking uh, time nor uh, drive to look into it, but, it, you know, it seems pretty solid. Colin Powell, that's. Uh, but Chuck Yeager is on the staff. That's the first guy to go faster than the speed of sound. He's only probably a, a Trump tard. <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell, actor, pilot, on the council, honorary board Kurt, member. Why is he a fucking honorary board member? Harrison Ford, actor, pilot, honorary council. I was like, at least Harrison Ford's a fucking pilot, like, and has done. Sh- well, done so rest- is Kurt Russell. It says Kurt Russell, actor, pilot. Yeah, but has he actually done shit other than having a pilot license and being an American action actor? Like, you know who I notice is missing from this list? John Travolta. <laughs> you know what? I think the Wings of Hope are anti-Scientologist. I think they're discriminating against Mr. Travolta for his sincerely held beliefs. And that, that is that, sick that and are, that is wrong. That or they're homophobic and they don't want John Travolta on the board. Oh, man. <laughs> Have you seen... Uh, John Travolta is playing this sort of weird game where he has long since given up on people thinking he's not bald. And will regularly appear in public with a completely shaved head, uh, not and unlike a soul our patch own. <laughs> that looks like it's fake. <laughs> yes, he, he looks even more like a supervillain than Howie Mandel. Um, he he looks like an even more villainous-looking version of Joe Rogan. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to start like his own fucking pseudo persona, like Garth Brooks did. What, what was that thing he he had? Oh called? God! Um, something Chris Ga- Gaines. Chris Gaines. Gaines. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's funny because Chris Gaines kind of looks like what John Travolta looks like with that soul patch. Like he's <laughs> they both have that like mid middle aged man bloated. Face, like that used to be skinny but's now fat and like their face is like three inches thicker and wider yeah tell him like just shave his head you look at you look, mean unshave look, his yeah, head yeah, put a at, wig on look him. at chris Gaines, shave his head and tell me that doesn't look like john travolta with a soul patch like well i mean by shave his head you mean turn him back into garth brooks 
and then yeah. just well, no, throw shave, in a little. Yeah, no, shave his head, then grow like some uh, some fucking uh, chia pets, chia seeds, just enough, and like buzz cut them to where they're still short, and give them some like weird widow's peak that looks like an old style like vampire do. You know how that like that vampire style that has like the huge widow's peak and the black hair like it's like John Travolta's <laughs> style right now <laughs> yes and he yeah I don't even know how he does it like it has to just be a tube that just it, sort of like sits yeah, it in looks place. like someone just vinyl wrapped his head that <laughs> color and then like spray painted it so that it didn't shine like oh my god you know there is a gay porn star who has his hair tattooed on and his name is John Travolta. <laughs> oh my god. That's about right, though. I mean... Okay, have you ever seen Battlefield Earth? I, I have not, but I know I mean, the, there's nothing gay about it. It's just a shit movie, and I felt like bringing it up, because it's terrible. I, I, I need to watch it, because it's so shitty. You know, I know it's about, basically, it's about Dianetics, and I know the only reason John Fulton got in there is because he's a Scientologist, and it was, uh, and it was a fucking science fiction no novel done by... Uh, What's his fight? Who, who fight? L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, that's it. It's LRH technology you're criticizing there, mister. Uh, yes, technology. Okay, here he is. Uh, Francois Sagat. S-A-G-A-T. Uh, so yeah, spell it out for uh, the hypothetical people that are listening to the podcast right now. Yes, and uh, he is certainly a handsome gentleman. Jesus Christ. I say that completely unironically, actually. I think he's fucking hot as fuck but i do have to say the whole uh, scalp tattoo was a fucking ballsy move yeah well especially since it looks like him looks makes him look like a member of the america's america's military yeah he definitely he, he has like a perfect he, fucking he looks like an ex cut. yeah he looks like an ex-navy seal it's about to fucking shoot some innocent iraqi now, perhaps in the context of France, uh, this has a very different, you know, sort of Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly what the, the current style is for all the cool kids in France right now. Now, the only problem is that, as you may or may not know, uh, tattoos do tend to sort of fade a little bit. And also, um, depending on your skin color, black ink will sort of get either a bluish or a greenish tint to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can see here, in well, yet another this, photo, especially probably... with it being on his head and getting in, that, that's typically the most exposed part of your body to the sun. Yeah, so. and this picture is 2006, so even then it was already getting sort of a bluish tint yeah. to it. So, uh, anyway. I can, I, I can honestly understand why some women would get, like, the eyeliner tattoo thing. Because that shit is kind of a pain in the ass to put on. And a lot of women, they put it on, like, every time they want to go out or whatever, you know. I found out that my aunt got her, uh, eyebrows done. At oh, the, tattooed? Yeah, well, um, microbladed. Oh. So it's semi-permanent. The cuts are so small that I guess the ink will eventually... I have no idea yeah, I've, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of it. 
Um, it's, yes, yeah, like you said, semi-permanent. It's just just below the surface, so it eventually fades over, like, a month or some shit. Yeah, six months or something. It looks good, you know, and uh, expertly done at uh, the same place I got my nose pierced. Hmm. So I know they do good work. I don't know if I should uh, name them or not because I'm not getting paid. I don't yeah, necessarily no. want to give away where I live. Save it, yeah, save it for later. We don't want to give up like names and locations just yet. Yeah, not yet. You know, we got to have quality opsec when you're running an operation this controversial and this big. <laughs> yes, you know, when you're being paid by George Soros to propagandize, mm-hmm. you need to be really be on top of the millions of dollars he's he's. Uh, yeah, sending you we, we've been we've been ordered by the billionaire jew not to reveal our location until he uh, tells us to come out of our sleeper cells billionaire nazi jew you have mm-hmm. to mention the fact that he's jewish so he's in on the great zionist conspiracy to control the world but he's also a nazi collaborator who's out to kill all the jews you know it's just like benjamin netanyahu said uh, hitler didn't want to kill the jews the Grand Mufti of Palestine told him to. It's really all the the Muslims' fault. Oh, God. Did I, you hear about that? I'd never actually heard that before. Well, he did, in fact, say that shit. Today, I believe. Today or oh, yesterday. My, no wonder I didn't haven't heard it. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. Yes. And you know what? If you critique him, you're anti-Semitic. Yes. The guy who literally defended Hitler. God damn. Well, speaking of borderline Nazis, I made a reference actually to uh, Navy SEALs going crazy and killing Iraqis earlier, and I wanted to kind of dive into that point because recently, fairly recently, there have been two Navy SEALs that have hit the news, one of which was on the Joe Rogan podcast friend of the show uh dan crenshaw oh my god and what was the other one the guy oh, who, the guy who uh, well, trump trump pardoned after he mur- like murdered and bragged about murdering innocent civilians he was in court and he was like set to go to jail or some shit and then trump pardoned him even though other navy chris Se- gallagher yeah even though other navy seals literally testified and said the guy was a fucking psychopath no some fuckface uh came forward at the last second and testified, uh, I did it all. And then I think by some technicality they can't charge him for some reason. Like, literally some combat medic. You know, no offense. Uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) You're really striking me deep there. You're going to defend all my fellow medics. Even though he... <laughs> probably wasn't even an army medic. If he was a medic with the SEALs, then he was probably like a tech considered a corpsman, but that's besides the point. I don't give a shit if you critique the armed services. Like, if because I served, I have to defend every action well, that the U.S. Me- well, I mean, I know the army ex- committed genocide and executed <laughs> innocent Native Americans, but fuck you. Leave them out of this. No. <laughs> Oh my god, not just them, the army has executed uh, quite a few people. Yeah, no, I was just using an example, obviously. Um, we'd spend, we'd be sitting here all day talking about the examples of, like, in, in instances the army has fucking killed innocent civilians. Alright, so we've got Chris Gallagher, 
on the one hand, and then who was the other one you mentioned? That was Dan like, Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. Oh my re- God! Republican from Texas. Now, of course, S- Senator Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, SNL is just fucking milk toast, painfully bland, painfully, quote unquote, woke. Oh, neoliberal I did, I did, horseshit. I did, I did, see, I never saw uh, SNL's uh, take on the interview. Was it specifically the Joe Rogan interview that they made oh, fun no. of? Oh, no. See, here. Oh, you didn't hear about the controversy with Dan Crenshaw? I, I know that the one guy from the Young Turks uh, said was said something, uh, some comments about uh, a br- the brave Iraqi that fucked Dan Crenshaw's Well, that's recent. Hole. This was yeah. like back around Christmas. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, no, Davidson, I heard, yeah, I never heard this. Pete Davidson on SNL. Uh, made some joke about Dan Crenshaw. Uh, I'll Google it real quick and see what it was. But he uh, made the joke, and basically there was a huge shitstorm about it because, oh my god, he mocked a veteran who gave almost his life, gave half of his vision to save America from nothing. And um, he literally went on the show to apologize and then Dan Crenshaw came on there and they gave him fucking like five minutes to just sit there and fucking stump and the fucking audience went wild and oh it was just such a unifying moment oh the, the left and the right come together and like no the left bending over and let Dan Crenshaw stick it in their ass like while I'm trying to find the uh, joke you can see right here Dan Crenshaw and Pete Davidson's sincere plea for unity. Oh my fucking god. Uh, Nice hot take there, Dean Obadala. You know, to be fair, Pete Davidson probably had nothing to do with that and probably thought it was fucking stupid. It was probably some, like, SNL... What what network is SNL on, anyway? NBC. NBC execs, like, like, we can't have that. Okay... Because, probably because some of like the oil lobby that oil lobby that donates to Dan Crenshaw's campaign also runs ads on fucking NBC and they're like you can't do that he's our candidate come over have him over and have like Pete Davidson apologize the script that we wrote like okay here's the well um I believe Pete Davidson wrote these lines because uh, this is um. Him on Weekend Update. Um, Here's the quote. Uh, This guy is kind of cool, Dan Crenshaw. You may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. (laughs) I'm sorry, I know he lost his eye in war or whatever. He added, whatever. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. What a... What a... (laughs) The, of course, CNN puts in the he added, you know, quote, I'm sorry, I know he lost his eye in war or whatever, end quote, he added, whatever. Oh my god, yeah, what a deep fucking cut, Ooh. how disrespectful. Oh man. How fu- G- how edgy. I- did- Hitman who- in a porno movie, who- that's the real edge right there. Did Dan Crenshaw actually come after him after he said that, or was that just all the media fucking uh, virtue signaling their fucking, uh, their veteran fucking whatever, like... Oh, and of course they're... <laughs> and of course they're virtue signaling their bipartisan liberalism. You know, the fact that... Uh, 
we are tolerant of all viewpoints and all people, you know. And, you know, I'm trying to think if there's literally anyone they wouldn't have given that opportunity to. Like, maybe Steve King from Iowa. He might be, like, the only Republican in Congress who, if he had, like, lost his fucking arm in war or something, they wouldn't give him, you know... Five minutes to fucking yeah. jack off with would, the other would, arm. Would they have done that for fucking Jesse got the body fucking Ventura? Oh no, because then he would have said something ballsy like, Well, gosh darn it, we need more public transport in this country. You know, he would have either said something oddly left in socialist or gone on like about public, how... Yeah. The public transport yeah. was or a big... Or he would have gone on about how the moon landing was fake or some shit. We need more public transport. We need to build a tram through downtown Minneapolis because yeah. the technology's there, but it wasn't used to land on the moon. That was a fake. <laughs> that was a hoax. He, I think he I had a show. I love Jesse Ventura. I think he had a show. Like, this is the Jesse Ventura finds the hoaxes show. You know, or whatever it was fucking mm. called. And, and yes, in case you're wondering, I specifically use Jesse Ventura as an example because I do know, in fact, in case you haven't heard him talk, he is. I do know, and everyone should know, that he is an ex-Navy SEAL. And if you don't know that, then he's going to fucking crush you to death with his goddamn biceps dude jesse the body ventura has got to be one of the most badass uh former governors in american history you know he may have done a middling job and had one of the most eclectic platforms ever but you know by god he shook it up didn't he and minnesotans got to buy bumper stickers that said my governor can beat up your governor yeah, and uh, and honestly, I think if Infowars were to ever be revived, uh, I I would I would honestly vote that like on a ballot measure to make Jesse Ventura the new host of Infowars. I think it would be yes. vastly more entertaining, and also the death threats that he would inevitably ma like mail out would actually hold weight as opposed to uh, fucking uh, what's oh god I actually forgot his fucking name who was. Who is the host of InfoWars? Alex, yeah, Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Instead of Alex Jones's fucking fat, swollen ass. Oh, you need to buy my brain supplements in order to get away from the cloud people. Jesus Christ. He looked like, I couldn't tell if he was like on pills and retaining water or if he was just legitimately fat. Like he, it was like, it, it was like Alex Jones as if you like took, combined Jesse Ventura and Rush Limbaugh into, like, the same fucking human being. Like, you could tell he kind of worked out, but also looked like he was about to fucking burst. Like, you just see, like, a string of water, like, shoot from his <laughs> cheek or something, like... Or from his nipple for that moment. Yeah, like... Fucking <laughs> goddamn brain force pills fucking make you lactate like a real man. No, actually, actually, you know what? It wouldn't be water, it'd be steam. It'd be like, Alpha brain force pills, get steam come out your tits. Yeah, God. Goddamn! Yeah. I don't need a real woman, I can feed my own children. I don't give a fuck about that divorce. She can take them goddamn kids with her too. I got steam coming out my nips. <laughs> and proceed to proceed to rip his shirt off and steam literally shoot out of his fucking <laughs> nipples. Instantly fills the entire room. And all of a sudden, you just see him hair messed up come out of the fucking steam like. <laughs>
He's he's got like a cameraman's neck in his mouth, and he's like running off with it. And <laughs> dude, you know what would be he a drags hell of a him sight? up a tree and starts eating him like a fucking mountain lion. You know what would be a hell of a sight would be uh, so when when I was in high school and we were in high school, um, I drew this epic um, comic comic book in which our gym teacher. <laughs> took PCP. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and became like a giant uh, kaiju monster attacking the city of. Uh, I don't even know what city I made it, but. Um, I, wouldn't it be hilarious to see Alex Jones just completely fucking wigged out on PCP? If we haven't, honestly, if we haven't seen that before, and I'm not gonna rule that out, if he wasn't wigged out on PCP on If we have air. seen it before, then I know it was good anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The only downside to Alex Jones is just how much money he makes, and also some of the less entertaining personalities that he gives a platform to, like... <clears throat> Paul Joseph, Paul Joseph Watson. Oh, and he, who was that other motherfucker the, who was involved in the Reagan administration? Or not Reagan, uh, Nixon administration. Oh, Roger Stone! Yeah, fucking Roger even, fucking yeah. Stone. Roger Stone, he's a fucking piece of shit. Liter like, literal, uh, looks like a literal Batman supervillain, and it's very specifically a Batman supervillain. No other hero's villain, just... Batman, no, like specifically Tim Burton, Batman villain. Oh, I don't know. He looked a lot like, uh, like the like a fifties Joker, or not Joker, but Riddler or some shit, with his fucking weird glasses and the hats he would fucking wear and but, his curved nose, like. But the Nixon tattoo on his back screams yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah, Nixon daddy, right there. I wonder if the ghost of Nixon ever talks to him through that tattoo. I wonder if it's like a second face on his back, like Edward Mordrake. <laughs> it's it it, 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 like it whispers it, sweet it, nothings. It comes out of his body like the like a like a the leprechaun from uh, fucking like the the leprechaun that followed Ralph, Ralph around in The Simpsons. Like like kill them all, Daddy, kill them all. <laughs> it's the like except it's Nixon. It's Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you need to burn them all. Oh. <laughs> Next second, burn all of them. Burn all the Jews, Lottie. <laughs> oh, God. Now you're reminding me of the fucking Venture Brothers. God. Oh, and you notice what, what was that, that famous, I say famous, only famous to fucking nerds like us, but that picture of right before he's about to get arrested, and he literally puts up the two peace signs like Nixon as the fucking feds are taking him into the truck, like... Where is that piece of shit, motherfucking... I'm pretty sure he's in jail now. Is he still in jail? Oh, God, I hope so. Please yeah, still be in he jail. Hasn't, he hasn't been Epsteined yet. Uh, please still be in jail, 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 please. Uh, no, 18 hours ago, Roger, Sp Roger Stone speaking in Buffalo to raise money for legal defense. Ugh. So was he on, like, house arrest or some shit? No. Oh, here's what it is. Uh, Roger Stone banned from social media after judge rules gag order breached. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I heard about that recently. Was just like because a he was, ago, like, yeah, he was 
touting like some conspiracy theories or some sh- I don't know. He was supposed to be off of it, and because he's a fucking literal supervillain, of course he didn't listen to it because he's rich and he knows what the consequences of him breaching that are. Um, well, you can't do it. You, you're they're going to force you to follow the rule that they made you force made you do in the first place. Literally, just like doing what he sh- what should have already been doing. No, not even no fines, no extra jail time, nothing. Just whoop. Oh, uh, well, I guess we'll make sure you really can't do it this time, Mister Stone. Now, what is it about narcissistic sociopaths that leads them to look like Dick Tracy villains? Who the fuck knows, man? Like, like the, even the president looks like a fucking Dick Tracy villain. Like, he looks like it, his power would be like his hair it, fucking comes down and grabs you up and, like, dissolves it, you. It's like some... It's all, like a blob. It's like some, like... Like the British royalty phenomenon where they, like, all... Like, these rich people, like... It's, it almost makes you think, like, they just fucking have to breed with other rich people, but they're so closely related that they get these weird, like, deformities. Like, fucking Europe, like, early Europeans, like, European royalty or some shit, because they have all these weird features that would, like, come up, like, with inbreeding, but because they were, like, raised in, a, like, a sterile and, like, rich environment, that's that their compromised immune system was never exposed to the plebeian diseases that us fodder have to fucking deal with like specifically the Joe Rogan experience. Yes. Which, speaking of, uh, like, uh, podcasts and shows that uh, give platforms to uh, f- and sympathize with fucking Nazis and, and nut jobs. I know, and I re- used to really fucking like Joe Rogan as well. Like, I actually thought that his uh, podcast was interesting because it gave a platform to various people but part of giving people a platform is holding them to account. Which he doesn't do. And don't get me wrong, and I think we're both in agreement of this, Joe Rogan, I think, is a good human being, and I think he is mostly left. He is very, very... I wonder. Very much, very, I don't know. He very much... Well, the thing is, he's come out very pro-environment, very... The only thing he likes to tow is, like... Was like very. He's very pro police and pro military and pro gun rights. But but he's also very pro Medicare for all. Very anti intervention. Like he's that's his. That's one of the reasons why he fucking swings on Tulsi Gabbard's nuts. Even though Bernie Sanders is the same platform, and and in he's very he's very obviously he's very. Pro legal marijuana legalization. I don't know if he's for legalizing all drugs, but I know he's like against the war on drugs. He, he seems like a very wishy washy, yeah, neo-lib and, type. Yeah, and the thing is, no real it, strong it also, beliefs. And I will say, yeah, and I will say, it all seems like his opinion can change depending on who he has on as a de- as a guest because he really is very eager to jump into the uh, anti SJW circle jerk. Which don't get me wrong, we're both very. Um, very against 
extremist SJWs like turfs and other and other fucking whiny cunts like that. But that'll be that's a whole another topic for another episode. Um, but anyways, what I was getting on is uh, he he doesn't seem to challenge a lot of the uh, ridiculous people that he has on, and that's not and that's just and it's very specifically towards right because if you ever watch him have like a leftist on like Kyle Kalinske or David Pakman or um like uh yeah oh, I didn't see the Cornell West episode I I do need to watch it but a lot the two those two that I saw he was very I, and I'd say it wasn't necessarily wrong how he treated it, but he was he did challenge them on their views. Whereas, like, if he has, like, Steven Crowder or Ben Shapiro or Jordan P. Has he had Steven Crowder on? Joe Rogan? Oh, I'm sure yeah. he has. I'm, I'm yeah. going to double check. I know, he, I, I know, but yeah, like, a, like Ben Shapiro, he will, like, literally let them just talk and talk and just kind of nod and not challenge any ridiculous statement they ever said. Like, I, like, I remember him trying to kind of pin Ben Shapiro down on the uh, gay, I think the gay marriage thing, and, and like literally the only answer Shapiro could come up with was that it was because the uh, Jewish Bible said so, and he just let that fly, even though he kept on, his point was asking him what Shapiro's opinion, or why, why Ben Shapiro was against gay marriage, not why the fucking Bible was against gay marriage, and he just kept on deflecting toward the Bible. Like, well, the Bible said so. Well, the Bible said so. Well, the Bible said so. The Bible said so. Like, fucking... And it's just like, that's not what he was asking, you asshole. And any person who really wanted an answer or was actually going to pin him down and challenge him would have made him say his own opinion. But... I think we all secretly know Shapiro doesn't actually have an opinion on it. He just fucking... That, that is his opinion. It goes straight for the Bible, even though that's not a fucking opinion. It's an excuse not to think. Yeah. But in, in, a, in a lot of the cases, like when he had pa- David Pakman on and Kalinske, he would challenge them on a lot of points that like you wouldn't think to, or just what you're supposed to do. But he... Yeah. I definitely feel like they're generally harder, like, the leftier someone is, the harder the questions become. Like, it always becomes, like, how do you pay for this? How do you achieve that? Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to, like, white supremacists, it's like, oh, please... Let me into your mindset. Not only oh, that, explain your world to me. Not, not only that, he'll sympathize him on the whole "I'm being prosecuted" thing, even though independent left media is being prosecuted just as much as independent right media. Yeah, persecuted, like, but yes. yeah, yeah, persecuted. But yeah, like but David Pakman was been on has been on a big thing recently where he uh, was. He was basically he was losing a lot of money because YouTube was taking him out of suggested videos and replacing him with CNN or MSNBC or Fox, you know, name some some corporate media like Bloomberg or some fucking shit like that. Like, but uh, yeah, it's been equal on both fucking sides, and uh, and I will say, and, and it's it's odd because I I I I watched the uh, Tulsi Gabbard interview that he did. And it didn't seem like he really challenged her on a whole lot. And it was, and I know she's mostly left on a lot of things. But yeah, he, he she almost went completely unchallenged in his interview. It was more, it was never him like challenging. He would ask her questions, but not like any really hard hitting or like or um, abrasive questions. Like 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 with the Bernie interview. 
he uh, I remember him asking him uh, oh geez what was it like yeah he asked him most multiple times why uh, the system was so bad involving like lobbyists and whatnot like why why these why bad things happen and in Bernie kept on explaining it without actually directly saying that and it was just like it was such an obvious question and something that I think he knew himself but he just kept on asking and anyway and then Bernie eventually like actually kind of snapped at him and it says because they fucking because they, they own the system because they buy because they buy policies and he like you know had he had like looked at him and like almost like a frustrated grandpa at a grandson or something like that because they own the goddamn system like it was yeah it was fucking ridiculous and it's something that wouldn't have happened with i think like another guest like yeah you see that and on top of that too he all he did and to to bring up another third party candidate too i remember he had andrew yang on and he questioned him a lot about his UBI policy as well, which I think is justified. Andrew Yang's UBI policy, in my opinion, is very flawed. With it not in, with them choosing between a, a welfare and UBI, and also it like being an only a thousand bucks a month, and he's never really explained why or how he came up to that specific number, and also. It's uh, him wanting to do it through the, was it the value-added tax? There's a reason chuds love this guy. You know, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's a venture capitalist, Silicon Valley tech bro, who comes in with this proposal that's just basically like a, a really expensive band-aid on a broken system, and which, by its design increases profits for private industry you know like uh that's that's the feature not the bug like that's how it's supposed to help like yes the fact that it gives you money to live on is nice incidentally but he even says that the purpose of giving out the money is to do economic stimulus and that of course in the american context means greater profits for companies just like obamacare you know, it's just essentially trying to get... Well, he's very he's very pro-capitalist. He hasn't been very shy about that. He and is a capitalist. Yeah, and he, he's said many times that he loves entrepreneurs. And that's what is this weird, like, idea that he has happening is, like, if he... When his, when his UBI is implemented, that all of a sudden there will be all these entrepreneurs that pop, you know, to pop out of the fucking, you know, woods and closets everywhere thinking because they've been oppressed by the system, which I agree, a lot a lot of creativity and potential, like, geniuses and whatnot have been, you know, suppressed by our capitalist system right now. But I don't think... He, he seems to be only be focusing on entrepreneurs coming out of this system, and I don't think it's... There will be nearly as many entrepreneurs to come out of this as he thinks there will be. Like, I think he's completely underestimating how many people will literally give up work and just leave, live, like, peaceful lives, like, not, not having to really do anything outside of that. But And the thing is, with the money, the thousand bucks a month, I don't even think that'll be enough to really uh, spawn 
these entrepreneurs because being an entrepreneur takes more money than that like you will still have to work a job if you get an extra thousand dollars a month like and something else too he says he's going to give it to everyone and i don't think everyone should get an extra thousand fucking dollars a month like even if you opt in because truly greedy assholes even though they're billionaires they're still going to opt in for the thousand bucks a month because it takes no effort whatsoever like, why would they? They'll take any money they can fucking get their hands on. I think there should definitely be a fucking income limit. And more specifically, if this was to be implemented in his way, um, it should be varied by state as well. Because $100,000 in Indiana isn't nearly, isn't the same as $100,000 in fucking California. $100,000 in San Francisco is like middle class at best. Like Not even that. Like, I... You know, I literally don't know if you could afford to live in San Francisco on only a hundred thousand dollars a month. I know people you mean a that year? live, or yeah, a month. Well, even then, um, <laughs> I know uh, some people, some friends of mine who work in Silicon Valley and live in San Jose. And uh, my friend and his boyfriend together make probably three hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. One of them works for Crapple, and the other one used to work for Google, and now works for somewhere that isn't Google. And, uh, you know, they still have to have roommates and live in a one, rent well, a one-story bungalow. And that costs, uh, God, like... Well, how big is this, how big is this bungalow, like... All I know is, they make a lot of money... And they have a total of five people living together in the house in order to be able to make the rent. Jesus Christ. I, I'd still, I don't think, what are they living in a fucking mansion? Like, it was definitely 3200 a month. But, okay. that's, that's still, what I, what I was thinking is that that's close to like thirty six forty thousand dollars a year just to rent a house. Yeah. You know, for that much money... You could that's, literally buy a house here in like five years. Yeah, I that's that much a month. Like I literally don't make that much right now at my job. Like that that is more than my monthly fucking income. They at, uh, at fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, they definitely uh, lose a lot of income to that. Yeah, I guess their to, plan is to save up as much as possible and get the fuck out before. California breaks off and falls into the ocean. Or before it just burns. I think it'll likely burn to the ground or like people will just move out because it's too goddamn expensive. Literally, only millionaires will be able to fucking afford to live there. You can't even live there making six fucking figures this day and age. What a wind-up happening. Silicon Valley will dry up because they won't pay their fucking tech bros as much as they should be able to. Like, oh, come here. The whole... The whole luring them in from like the Midwest and poor areas with the promise of a six-figure salary will finally go away because they've become smart to the whole fucking gag. Like, yeah, the the jig is up at that point. You know, people are gonna realize that, you know, big numbers don't necessarily equate to big purchasing power. Yeah, well, even even now you get seemingly big numbers. E- yeah, even now you have a lot of them living out of state and working in California. Like how many do you think like live in fucking Washington or like so- or some other fucking nearby fucking state or whatever, like Portland or Washington or some shit and commute to fucking uh California or work from home, you know, working for some company in California. 
They'll flock to, like, Denver or some shit like that and ruin that city. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, ru- they'll go to and use up everywhere they can afford. Because, of course, well, I have money, so that means I'm entitled. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll kind of be like a way more extreme version of what's happening, what happened to like Cleveland, where like the, where all the, there are all these jobs, but everyone who works in Cleveland is from out of town and the people that actually live in Cleveland are all like impoverished or in like, you know, or like a shit stain on society. And it's not a strike against people in Cleveland. Like it's a strike against them. I'm not literally calling you shitty people. What what he's doing is he's speaking from the perception of these radical liberal capitalist owners and captains of industry. That's how they feel about you. He's just... Saying yeah. it from their point, and of view. we only know this for a fact because we have a very close friend who lives in Cleveland and has explained this whole situation, like how constant exploitation. Yeah, how Cleveland is so expensive to live in, but everybody who works in Cleveland doesn't live in Cleveland. Well, that's how it's become with all big cities. You know, you can't yeah. afford to live near your job as a gas station clerk. And so, you know, like, you live an hour outside Aspen, Colorado, and get bussed in to go to work for a pittance, and, uh, you know, being told, uh, smile, mm. I'm paying you $8 an hour to smile, fuckface, yeah. be happy, which, think, which be I'm- thankful. Which, uh, and to interrupt you there, thankfully, a lot of places, haven't they outlawed that? Like, haven't, these have either been several states that have made it illegal for you, for your work to force you to be happy, or it's been a federal law. I can't remember. I know, I know Chick fil A's kind of come under fire for that, re, for that recently. Put on a smile! Yeah, well, with, with the whole chicken sandwich uh, ranking thing, and I get who beat them, like Popeyes or Church's chicken sandwich was like taste tested or something i don't know you I didn't, told me it was churches yeah i i might have been wrong i think it might have been pop i don't want basically it wasn't chick-fil-a and another and then the, more been, like chick-fil-a gay because yeah. that's who they discriminate against but yeah. that's why i will never eat there again not that I've eaten there more than three times in my life because it sucks shit and I don't understand how anyone can eat that but dry they, ass fucking but bullshit. But they flavor their chicken with pickle juice. Ugh. No wonder but, uh, it tastes like ass. And I like yeah. pickles, but still but, fuck that. Yeah, them. the whole thing of what, you know, some other chicken place, a sandwich coming out as being better than Chick fil A's. And then finally, all of a sudden, other criticisms that have, like, have been around for, like, an eternity but have surfaced again through Chick fil A. Like the whole closed on Sundays, them being a Christ fag organization, and then funding yeah. the fucking the fucking family goddamn research council, which is literally like been classified as like a hate group that funds anti homosexual propaganda yeah. and like so you know anti LGBTQ propaganda too. Probably it's not limited to just homosexuals now. I want to be more inclusive, but <laughs> well, really, they lost the fight for gay rights. Or rather, the fight against gay rights. They lost. And but they so, sure sold a lot of chicken afterwards. All those angry fucking dads that come out to, to support Chick-fil-A that day. Yeah, angry dads like the governor of Texas fucking... You know what? Maybe someone should make a mobile game, Angry Dads. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, you bitch about something you heard on Fox News and shit. It, like, it's... It's no, it's it's uh, angry dads, but it's like 
instead of lobbing birds or dads, it's the dads lobbing cum shots at like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, like these thirsty conservatives, like oh, she's yeah. fucking retarded. Oh please, please pay attention to me. Hate Alan. loads. Yeah, that's what they're sending her is some hate loads. <laughs> oh god, or fucking and like switched around like Ilan Omar. Or fucking Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, I'm gonna hold you down and make a, you take off that head scarf. You're such a dumb fucking bitch. Huh? Oh, fuck yeah. Hey, why you got that diaper on I, your head? It, it's, that, it's that same weird mentality, like why lesbian porn is so popular, but like why so many people are anti like homosexual or same sex marriage in America. And you know a lot of the lot of, like a lot of lesbian porn has got to be like these same fucking people that are like thirst hating over fucking AOC or Ilan Omar or whatever like. You know the deep south is like a hotbed of like ebony porn searches like Mississippi. Yeah, it's so taboo. Oh. And then like uh, Utah, I know, is home to a lot of gay searches and like weird fetishes. Yeah. I imagine there's probably a lot of incest searches in Utah, too, just because, and this is based Focus on... Focus on the family. Yeah, this is based on no scientific evidence whatsoever. It just feels and seems like that place would be, like, a hotbed for, like, stepmom or mom and son porn or some shit like that. It's a place full of good Mormon fathers who are so concerned with their... Uh, daughter's virginity to the point of it being incestuous. Yeah, very likely. (laughs) Alright, on that note, I think it's time for us to wrap up our inaugural episode. Yes. Here's to success. Bye.